Welcome to the Daily Bible Study with Pastor Mark, lead pastor of Topeka Baptist Church, helping Christians everywhere go deeper in God's Word on a regular basis. And now, your host, Pastor Mark Doss. Genesis chapter 2 continues to focus on creation, but its main emphasis is on man and woman. But it does start with the seventh day of creation. So in the chapter 1, we had the six days of creation. Then we have the seventh day, and it says, the heavens and the earth were finished, and all the host of them. And on the seventh day, God finished his work that he had done, and he rested on the seventh day from all the work that he had done. So God blessed the seventh day and made it holy, because on it God rested from all his work that he had done in creation. Now, did God need to rest? If he's all-powerful, why did he need to rest? I don't believe God needed to rest, but I do believe that he's teaching us how to live and work. I think it's not healthy in our seven-day week to go hard every day, to work hard every day. We needed a time of rest. We had a guy in our church years ago who owned a business, and when he came to the church, he said that he would work seven days a week. But God convicted him, whether through something he heard in a sermon or just reading the Bible himself, that he needs to give himself and his team a day of rest. And he talked about how that it's when he took that step of not working seven days a week, but instead working six days a week and resting on a seventh day, that the business really took off. That's what I believe that God's trying to teach us here by resting on the seventh. He didn't need to rest, but he's modeling for us how we should exist and how we should go about our day-to-day business. Now, in this chapter, it gives us a lot more information about the creation of man. It says in verse number seven that the Lord God formed the man of dust from the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life, and man became a living creature. So we were made, we were formed by God in the dust, and he breathed into Adam life. There's a song we sing, you're the breath in my lungs, so I pour out my praise. Well, that's so true, because I breathe, I have existence because God keeps me alive, and I want to be healthy, and I want to take care of my body and all these things, but ultimately, my life is in God's hands, and my breath that keeps me alive is in the hand of God. And that's affirmed in Genesis chapter two. Then he places Adam in a garden and he gives him work to do. It says in verse 15, the Lord God took the man and put him in the garden of Eden to work it and to keep it. So he didn't go around and pick a bunch of fruit off of trees and, and live that way and live a life of leisure. God actually gave him work to do. Work is a gift from God. We're made to work. And so it's not work itself that's the problem. We know from the next chapter that sin comes in, and then work becomes hard. We get tired. We get fatigued. We get older. Our bodies fall apart, and so we can't do the work we used to. That's what makes work hard. But work itself is a really good thing, and it's a gift from God. So he gave him this responsibility. Then he gave him some instruction. He says, the Lord God commanded the man, saying, you may surely eat of every tree of the garden, 
But of the tree of knowledge of good and evil, you shall not eat it. For in the day that you eat of it, you shall surely die. So he makes Adam, places him in this garden, gives him responsibility, but also gives him instruction and gives him a choice as far as, is he going to do what I have told him to do, or is he going to go his own way and try to decide things for himself? So what was true with Adam is what's true with us. We have the word of God, and we have a choice. Are we going to follow God's word in how we should live? We have so much instruction in the word of God, or are we going to do what we think's right? And we see in the next chapter how this all ended for Adam, and the same's going to end for us. God wins 100% of the time, so it's best to do what he tells us to do. Then the chapter ends with the creation of woman, because it's fascinating that Adam's perfect, he's in a perfect environment, he has responsibilities, he has a job to do, but he's lonely. So God does this incredible thing by taking a rib from him and creating a woman, creating companionship for him. That's why he says, The Lord caused a deep sleep to fall upon man. While he slept, he took one of his ribs and closed up its place with flesh. And the rib that the Lord God had taken from the man, he made into woman and brought her to man. And this was his response. This is, at last, is bone of my bones and flesh of my flesh. She shall be called woman because she was taken out of man. It was God that brought Adam and Eve together. Every wedding I perform, I start with this statement, which is that What we're doing here is an act of God. God himself performed the first wedding ceremony. God himself hallowed and sanctified the first home. So marriage is an act of God, not of man. And what is really important is what he says in verse 24 when he says, Therefore a man shall leave his father and mother and hold fast to his wife, and they shall become one flesh. So if you want to know the key to a great marriage, it has to begin right. How does it begin right? Well, there has to come this point where the man and the woman leave their parents and become one unit. Too many couples have not been able to become intimate, really, really close with each other because they've never legitimately left their mom and dad. There's three ways in particular. That's emotionally, financially, and physically. And so it's important to do all three of those doesn't mean you don't have anything to do with your parents. Your parents are still your parents. You want to honor them and love them, but you're making a new family, and you're going to have kids, and you're going to raise those kids. And then at some point, you have a responsibility to let your kids leave and let them cleave to their mate. That's that's the key to a healthy and strong marriage. And so many people never do the first thing that's necessary for a healthy and strong marriage that God gave to Adam and Eve before they were even parents themselves. Adam and Eve didn't have any parents, but yet God's teaching them this is this is the key to a great marriage. So there's a lot in this chapter, and it really deals primarily with man. It's good for us to rest. Work's okay. Just don't overdo it. It gives you purpose and meaning. And then it's best to do what God says to do at all times. And then life's better done together. And companionship, marriage, these are gifts from God. But as is the case in all things, it's best to do things God's way. Lord, we thank you for this 
important chapter, and I pray that we would all learn from it, that we would all learn that life is best following your will, doing what you say to do. Lord, help us to learn from the people who've come before us, in particular, Adam and Eve. We pray this in your name, Jesus. Amen. Have a great Tuesday, everybody. Talk to you tomorrow. Thank you for joining us today on this episode of Daily Bible Study with Pastor Mark. As you go about your day, may the Word of God resonate in your heart. If you like what you've heard today and want to hear full sermons from Pastor Mark, join us online at topekabaptist.org.